0: Dedicated Followers of Fashion is proudly sponsored by Mod Shoes. Smart shoes for smart people. Shop their latest range by heading to modshoes.co.uk and also check out their clothing range, 66 Clothing, for knitwear, shirts, jackets and more. Welcome to Dedicated Followers of Fashion, the show where we discuss how clothes, movies, and music are all related. It's been some time since our last episode, but as promised, here we are. We're back again. I'm Tom Hoyt. You may know me from Instagram as Tom the Mod or from Totally Wide Radio from my show Go, Go Power. But I am, of course, joined by my two good friends and co-hosts that I'll let introduce themselves now. Hello. 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 So uh... Hello.
1: I'm Simon Parr and I'm uh, Heritage Brands. Brands that I represent are Gabichi, Real Hoxton, Gibson, Guards London, um, Tuttle Scarves, dust Marker Hats.
2: Hi guys, I'm Andy Runs Mod Shoes at 66 Clothing. And we've got lots happening this year, lots more garments coming out and lots more shoes. And, but I happily talk about clothes or the style of clothes or shoes till the cats come home, so let's go for it. <laughs> Cool. And have, have
1: we all recovered after the Gabici party? Because I don't know if people know there was a Gabici party in Camden and had some fantastic DJs, namely Tom the Mod from Totally Wide Radio and Andy from Mod Shoes, who were brilliant. So Let's just uh, say
0: I don't remember saying bye to Andy. And I've got God, I don't know when Andy left or I remember going to the pub after with you, Simon. But I. Yeah, I think that was a bit of a haze. After the party, it, it all got a
1: bit uh, cloudy. Yeah. Well, it was a very good night, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I said I don't remember
2: saying goodbye to you, Tom, because on my lot, we I think we were catching trains, and we, we we didn't want to be back at like one in the morning. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we, we we all went and had a, a very healthy kebab each. <laughs> <and spent laughs> all the alcohol, and I actually got home sober.
0: but uh, um, oh, the wow! The next day was a bit sort of uh, groggy. Me, me and Simon had a liquid dinner after.
1: We yeah, went to the Holy
0: were- Arms with the Mudfather lot, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I was a bit uh, worse for wear, actually, by the time I got back to the hotel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In terms of the brand, Simon, do you you think it it was good for the brand and all of that? Oh, totally, yeah. I think what happened was afterwards, there were loads and loads of photographs of everybody there and they were all wearing gabiches, so it was almost like free advertising. And we're going to hopefully do another one end of September, let uh, August Bank Holiday get out of the way, you know, Things tend to quieten down in September, so we'll probably do another one in the same place, Gabito at uh, Camden Town. T- seeing as you were such fantastic DJs, I might have you back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and as well, we should mention there was a TV and film star there, wasn't there? And I it mean, wasn't yeah, Matt Andy. Barry, Matt Berry turned up. Matt Berry? it
1: don't mean me? No, not <laughs> you, you. My, my wife um, cornered him, and uh, <laughs> I think
0: you cornered him as well, didn't you, Andy? Talked to him about the chords, yeah. didn't you, Andy? Was it?
1: Yeah, yeah. We were talking
2: about chords um, and and guitars. I, it, 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 it suffice to say, yeah. We, he, he, I think he might have had a couple of drinks, but he has perfect pitch, top, because he knew that that song that was
0: playing was in G, man. Uh, even um, though I knew the chord was E, but it was pitched up. He so, proper yeah. took me by surprise. So I was at the decks, and I looked up, and he stood there looking straight at me, <laughs> and I just went, "I am at you, all right." I just didn't know what in the moment I was like Jesus that's Matt Berry and he was like it was funny because I mean we'd booked
1: Eddie Pillar and he literally walked in took his Parker off with Matt Berry uh, got on the decks did a blinding set put his Parker on and then cleared off (laughs) but that was fine it was it was great he did a he did a really good set
0: This episode of Dedicated Followers of Fashion is all about Ivy style and how it influenced mod. And when we say Ivy style, we mean the college students of the US, elite Ivy schools, the late 50s, early 60s, and how they changed the way musicians were dressing, politicians, actors, artists, and of course the mods here in the UK. Ivy style is perhaps my favorite look, I think. I think a lot of that's influenced, believe it or not, from Simon. Before, I'm gonna flatter Simon now, before I met Simon, Simon, I followed him on Instagram. And there's like a lot of people like that. And it was very much for me, I think, an Instagram thing I kind of discovered through there. Um, but it's like a look for every day and you can wear it on a day off and also go to work looking in the, like wearing the same outfit and look just as good. But what's Ivy style for you two?
1: I think for me, um, I mean, I got into it uh, quite late, really, because I know when I was a mod in, in and like you, Andy, in, in sort of late uh, 70s, early 80s. I wasn't really aware of the the Ivy League style. I mean, we wore Harringtons, we wore loafers, you know, we wore um, polo tops and button down shirts, but I wasn't really aware of where it had come from. It wasn't until later, then you you really get into it and you discover it was uh, the universities in in America. So Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Pennsylvania, I'm I'm reading actually from this, uh, uh, (laughs) Columbia, Dartmouth, Brown and Cornell. So it's it's the look that the students wore from the 1950s to the 1960s. I think that's where we pick it up. And what they say is casual yet neat. But you have to remember that these guys would have had to been rich. You know, they yeah. had to have money to go to these colleges and they had to be really clever. So they would have basically been rich nerds. <laughs>
0: yeah. to,
1: uh, so that that would have been the look. And, and back in the 60s, you know, if you were buying this kind of, clothing it would have been expensive uh, if they were importing it all from from america it it would have been expensive clothing
2: i think for me where it started I, I, the viewers can't see that but that's the one step beyond single and if you notice there it's really small there's not enough light for you guys to see but sugs is wearing a pair of brogues can you see mm, and he's yeah. got like wingtip brogues on which is obviously a Gareth had a sort of skinhead thing, but sucks to me. He always had that. He he always looked like someone like an ex-serviceman from America. Do you understand I me? Mean? You yeah, yeah, yeah. could tell he was into the skinhead thing, but he didn't look like a a skinhead. Do you understand? Do,
0: do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you could yeah. tell his
2: look was American. It wasn't skinhead. Do you do you see where I'm going?
0: One thing I like about Ivy style, and I think it lends well to what you kind of do at mod shoes and '66 clothing. As I've heard other people refer to the term before, and I know it's some a term that a lot of people kind of may not agree with, or some do. It's West Coast Ivy, and I, what I think you definitely hit the nail on with you kind of like your bomber jackets and stuff is, even though there was so much going on on the East Coast, there weren't the Ivy colleges on the West. It was really interesting to see how bands like you, like the Beach Boys, were picking up East Coast style and taking it to the West in a warmer climate, and were putting kind of shorts with like uh, a Harrington instead of kind of like your chinos and. It took its own kind of path from there, didn't it? Like with your Hollywood actors and that kind
2: Did, of... Route. I think so, Simon. I, 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 Tom, because what I find interesting about that, when a, you, it, it, it's not what Simon said. It's about mm. hearing that you've got money, but not having a flash suit so you're a suit. Yeah. Because you've talked about this in other podcasts, Simon, where you talked about counterculture and you talked about the Beatles becoming from suits down to being scruffy. Yeah. it would be more cool to be scruffy. Does, does that make sense? So it's like a counterculture
1: culture thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I think are? I think it's a very conservative style as well. It's not showing off. I mean, if you look at, you know, we talk about mods, uh, you've got the the later Carnaby Street style, which is the, the pop art, it's targets, and you walk into a pub with a Union Jack jacket, you know, you're making a statement. Uh, I think that's one side of mod, but if you look at, the Ivy Star, it's very conservative, um, mm. you know, very uh, understated. Uh, Gino's it's, uh, loads of... What Baxter calls the nod?
2: It's that you, you yeah, don't yeah. need to scream, you don't need to shout. It's the sort of... It's the yeah. nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, you know, it's, and it's, it's not exactly. labels.
1: It's not, you know, Armani, Boss, Dior, Gucci. It's not, you know, look at me, I've got loads of money. It, it's that sort of people who know, know, you know, you, you can spot them a mile off,
0: can't you? I'd also say as well with Ivy style, people kind of love that style of actually not knowing what it is they love. I think as well, it's just, it's classics, isn't it? Like your Harrington, everyone, most guys own a Harrington at some point in their lives. If But, but Tom, you're, you're completely right. You see like this collar, which I've always mm. gone on about, like,
2: and it's got the, you know, the, the buttons come in. I even remember, I think in 1980 two or three, so I'd only been 12 to 14, and I remember fiddling with the, the collar, and I'd not seen this picture, but I wanted my collar to sit right. Yeah, Do you yeah. understand what I'm trying to say? Even even though I've not seen a picture of somebody doing that, I wanted my collar to look effortless. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah, it's definitely. A, It seemed like a completely natural thing to me for that to want to look like it's totally relaxed and just sit there
0: not yeah not, not my mates at them do you know what I mean it's it's it's, yeah. it's a different thing yeah uh, and I think the, the same kind of principle was for me really kind of like when I was in secondary school falling in love with jazz and you kind of I know we're going to talk about it later but the, the jazz musicians all the people that were kind of deemed as the rock stars of their day that were kind of the, the forefront of culture in the US were the ones they were actually copying off the youth as well and it's like just goes to show, doesn't it, that the kind of youth is always often, anyway, at the centre of all kind of what spurs on everyone else, yeah, but it's, whether they but be it, 30 years older. But is
2: it like a counterculture? Because I wrote down here the difference between, say, like, if, if you like guitar music, there's a difference between somebody who likes Radiohead and somebody who mm. likes Blink-182. Yeah, yeah. And jazz is like that, isn't it? You know, jazz is very much like there's modern over here and then, you know, Apple stuff over
1: here. <laughs> they are, do, do you yeah, I mean, different. Yeah, you've got the modern jazz and the trad jazz, which, are, you know, they talk about that in absolute beginnings, don't they, the
0: book? Yeah, yeah. And,
1: you know, the two different looks. You've got the guy who's, who's very slick, Sharp, sharply dressed, and then the other guy—he's more like the beatnik with the beard and the, you know, the scruffy, big,
0: baggy jumper. You know, they're, they're different, different styles. I, I mean, Ivy style, sorry, I think <laughs> Ivy style as well, isn't it? It's kind of—it's an aspirational look. And what I mean is, it's no, kind absolutely,
1: of, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. what
0: the jazz musicians weren't getting paid a lot, but were dressing kind of like they were, and like the the college students, but it was all kind of to. Counteract what their dad was wearing and kind of just annoy them at the dinner table, wasn't it? Who, they, if their dad wore a a kind of a a dress jacket, they'd wear a, like a pinstripe jacket, and if it was the other way around, they'd do the opposite, just to kind of almost like one upmanship, which is kind of like a mod thing again, isn't it? it oh, totally, so I mean that's what the mod but it, mod's
1: all about, isn't it? It's, mm. it's you know they, the mods didn't have a lot of money, but they
0: they aspired to look
1: good, and all their yeah. money would have gone on clothing and records and going out. And, uh, yeah, they they wanted to look as good as, uh, you know, their bosses, if not better. And like I say, this stuff, this would have been expensive. I mean, just talking about shirts, you're talking Brooks Brothers, BD Baggies, Arrow, you know, Mm. all these imported American brands, uh, even the shoes, you know, Bass, Florsham, Alden, Sperry, Converse, they would have all been imported into uh, the UK. would have been cheap.
2: Would that have been? Because um, I didn't think you was allowed to import a lot from America either. Because at the time wasn't the embargo in the the fifties in the sixties? And you know the story with the Stratocaster for Hank Marvin and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, did, getting stuff imported was like, not an option. So to get it cost and cost a lot more. Does it? Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a bit
1: like now actually trying to get stuff in the country <laughs> at the moment is <laughs> an, an absolute nightmare. Kabichi's only just landed, so yeah. Well, no, wasn't I think, John I mean, Simons
0: was going trips to america wasn't he i think he didn't yeah. go to a shirt maker in the empire state building and was buying end of line stuff that was yeah, past yeah. season in america but yeah how he's getting away with it i don't know i mean it, you know yeah. you could go to
1: cecil g and uh, you know shops in certain shops in london but there weren't many there weren't many no. shops doing it because like i said there probably were it was difficult to get these uh, these brands
0: into the, the country So when we think of Ivy style now then, what kind of are our go-to brands that uh, cater to that style? Because obviously there's so many places that do it so well. I can't think uh, of anyone on uh, this call that would kind of cater to
1: that. Oh, and he's raising his hands. But yeah. I mean, I think like, I'd have to say uh, Barracuda. I mean, that would yeah. be the one. It's funny when I joined the B&B in 2001, I'd never heard of Barracuda. I've got to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, when I was in Mod, we had Harrington's, I think mine was Lord Anthony or something we got mm-hmm. off the market. So I, I joined b and and I saw these Barracutas and I said, oh, I used to have one of them. And they said, no, no, these are Barracuta. They were only being sold in Italy, Japan, I think John Simon was selling them. And, I, and then I found out that Steve McQueen wore it. And again, Bass Region. Again, I hadn't really heard of those until later on. Uh, you know, all, all of this ivy that everybody now knows about uh brooks brothers
0: you know mcgregor all of that it, it's just come to me a uh, later life do you know i've uh, heard so many people from kind of the revival era of mod kind of either say to me or i've heard them say on documentaries or whatever that the kind of barracuda and kind of things like that have only kind of surfaced recently and it's not really a thing is that would you you were both revival yeah mod, no so definitely definitely yeah yeah i mean yeah I,
1: definitely, uh, it, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we were wearing Ben Sherman and Fred Perry and Levi's and, you know, you get a pair of loafers off the market and you get a US Parker, and, and you were a mod, as far as you were concerned. Yeah. It's only when I got back into it, which would have been around about 94 when the whole Britpop thing, then you then research it and you find out about all these uh, clothing
0: brands. I guess we have access to the world now more than we ever have. Yeah, you? yeah. Go and get something from America if you want, without having actually having to go there, don't you? Can't you? Oh yes, yeah, so.
1: I think
2: so. I think I think if you was a, around, it depends where you were and at what point in that mod thing. I mean, because I've wrote down here, and it's something that I come across quite often. When you go on the original modernist Facebook group, a lot of them, you know, they've come in at different points, and invariably they're only in it for like two years. So somebody might be 64 to 66 and something. Do you understand that some people are not, I was 58 to 61 or something like that. But they're, what they consider to be mod or what they consider to be cool is completely different to somebody two years later. Yeah. Do, 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 yeah. do you see I'm going? And then, and I think, yeah. I think, but it's, it, I'm always remember um, Mickey Moten, not Mickey Moten, um Mickey Tenner. You know, he was always saying in terms of how we appropriated it, he said we were looking to America. And Pete Townsend said the same, you know. He said, we were desperate to get to America because that was it seemed so much cooler over there. You know, so yeah. can you imagine being sort of <clears throat> well 14? Because you left school when you're 14, 15, and 64, you know, wearing something that nobody else has. Yeah. Do you know your girls are, and to a certain extent, I imagine girls are gonna go, oh look, he's he's hit, he's cool, he's he's ahead. Do, do, you, um, do you see where I'm going? That's why,
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think after the war, obviously, America, they recovered a hell of a lot quickly than we did. I mean, we mm, were still yeah. being rationed up in the 50s. And, of course, we were bombed and London was a, a bomb site, whereas America, that didn't happen. So they had diners and they had, you know, you could drive your Cadillac to a, a you know, a takeaway and, and the clothing as well. So I think they, we, we looked at them. We see, we saw it on the films, and you know, we wanted to be like them. So you're right. I mean, I've just come back from New York. Don't like to go on about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah. When did he go there? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, imagine going on, going over there, seeing all these amazing clothes, buying them because they would have been mm-hmm. cheaper as well, and then bringing them back to the UK. Because obviously now we can just click on the internet and you could buy anything you want. But yep. in those days, you couldn't. I mean, Paul Weller talks about white Levi's. You couldn't get white Levi's. They've all gone over to America and they brought back the white Levi's, you know. So there were certain things that you just couldn't get. I mean, Ben Sherman, the button-down shirt, he used to work in a uh, a business over in America that did the button-down shirts. And then his, his marriage didn't work out. He came back to UK and legend has it, he stole the patterns and, and brought the... You know the button-down shirt to England and sold it. You
2: For know, some, I, it's just something just in the, the Ivy book. I know that the viewers can't see it. Yeah, was, the, the Ivy, lo- the, the Ivy look, brilliant bro, by Graham Inside, Marsh. there's the class of '62. And I know you pair know that picture. You yes. you know, and there, there's a bloke with a sort of kind of stripy Birken blazer jacket on, stripy jacket, and then there's, it's I always forget the name, is that what they call
1: seersucker with that? Seersucker,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Funny anyway enough, yeah. that's, Andy, that's what I'm going to be wearing at the 39
2: Club lunch on, <laughs> on Friday, that jacket. It's funny so. you it, look, but look, here's the Mods book. Nah. Yeah, and, I, and look, look there, in
1: 1964.
2: Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I, I deliberately held it, I, I did some research because I'm a clever boy like that, but there's Keith Moon, look, and he's wearing a striped jacket, which is just like that class of 62 one. yeah in there do, do you know what I mean it, yeah, it, it's yeah. literally you could go boom boom they look the same but going on from what you
0: said about the war Simon building up leads me on to another point from another book which I'm sure you'll know and it's Amatora hmm. it's all about how the Japan saved American style and speaking about rebuilding after the war Japan was literally flattened wasn't it yeah and they had no one to look to so they looked to the west and this is a really good book. If you, kind of people listening haven't read it before, and it's all about on about how kind of Japan was buying kind of designs from America that eventually America had to buy back because they got rid of them all. Kind of like the the blueprints to kind of style that they. It's like the
1: Levi Levi jeans used to be made on um, looms. You know, you talk about mm. sandwich denim. Well, sandwich denim was made on a loom. I think it was something like twenty eight inches, and it had the white cotton yeah. at the end of it. Uh, and then they started to mass produce it with these big looms, and uh, I think they sold the looms to the Japanese, and then they started to make salvage denim. And then uh, you know they became massive. And then Levi's were like, "Oh no, we need to go back to the, the basics and start making uh, making it how we used to make it."
0: Because uh, I'd right. I mean, honestly say the Japanese are kind of like the kings of that style now. They've kind of mastered it, haven't they? And oh, I think, I mean. I went to dinner once with, uh, I was at a trade show, Jacket Required, and we went to dinner with some
1: Japanese and they were telling me it's called nerding out. And, yeah, and if they're yeah. into trainers, they are into trainers. Or if they're into jeans, they're into jeans and they collect them and they know everything about it, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. I'm mad on it.
0: But like everything I'm kind of over there, isn't it? Like the their street fashion, their high street shop is Uniqlo. And yeah. kind of, I know we both can, how much we love Uniqlo and it's, you see things in there and i saw jason Jules share something the other day i can't remember what coat it was it's kind of a, it's an ivy inspired coat very expensive and then kind of uniqlo will do one that's affordable and i yeah. i do it like there's a john simons coat i think it's their modernist coat which i'd love but i just i can't afford it mm. and um i think it's, it's a balmacan and uniqlo have done their own version and it's, it's really nice and you you can't it looks like it should cost a lot more and but yeah, you, it's just brilliant. You brand. talk
2: about looks, you know, like that that book
0: which we got to do with someone when we went to that exhibition in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ivy look, the Hollywood great book. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. but in
2: here, look, there's a picture of William Shatner, and um, there, and he's like, he's got red socks on loafers, frog-like trousers, you know, and a, and like a, a button down white strip but that's like a mock look that you still see.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. soul now. You know, look, look, it's the epitome, you know what
0: I mean? He just looks like a mod. Well, that goes to show, doesn't it? It proves that kind of theory that you'll look good as a 70-year-old mod, but not a 70-year-old goff or whatever. You you just always look good.
1: (laughs) I mean, that that book is amazing, Hollywood and the Ivy. If you go through it, you've got Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, they're all in there and they're Mm. all wearing the Ivy look and they just look amazing
0: going on from that book as well uh Simon will know this have you checked out Black Ivy yeah brilliant book it's amazing that whole series Jason Jules and Graham Marsh have done is fantastic isn't it and well worth the money just kind of the books aren't they you can just kind of keep delving back into
1: and and then they call it a a revolt in style so it wasn't Mm. black guys trying to look like the white guys it was just saying you know we're just as good as you You yeah we're going we're going to adopt this style. So John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Sidney Poitier, Malcolm X. I mean, and, and again, the images in there, they look fantastic. Again, see yeah, a C- C- sucker jackets, button down shirts, you know, all of that. But do you, do you get, coming back to my analogy earlier, you
2: know, about the, the Muse and Radiohead and, and you know, the Big 182, these guys would have been in the good films. So these would have been in... So I know you're more into the films than I am, but um, uh, both of you. But, but the reality is, is that Robert Redford would have been in a, a good film mm. and he would have looked good in a good film. It's not, mm. you know, it's not kind of rubbish American... You know, it wasn't sort of a country-western John Wayne thing, was it? These are guys no. who are doing cool things in a cool place and you, and you think to yourself, I want that life. What, mm-hmm. what is it that they're doing? I'd like to be like them. Yeah, you
0: yeah, know, yeah,
2: I, I, yeah I do, totally, totally, totally. And the most well, we've, IV we've film of all time.
1: Oh, no, sorry, Simon, what were you going to say? I we've spoken about the, you know, the nerds in Hollywood. You know, it's very much the nerd look. If you look at Superman when he loses his powers. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, he goes into the diner and the, the guy beats him up. He's wearing a barracuda and a, a white button-down shirt with a white T-shirt, so with big, thick glasses. So he looks like a nerd, but he looks really cool. But they're portraying him as, as a nerd. And again, if you look at uh, Dirty Dancing, when everybody wants to be Johnny, he's got a black T-shirt, black leather jacket, you know, he's got the quiff. But the dad, who's the nerd, you know, he's the square, again, he's wearing a barracuda, white button-down, you know, He he looks far cooler than
0: Johnny, but he's portrayed as the the square. i tell you what, glasses are a very kind of overlooked part of a look, aren't they? I think. We're all all wearing glasses. Yeah, but it's (laughs) something everyone kind of forgets about them, I think, don't they? And it's like, I'm very aware if I ever get asked, would you ever wear contact lenses? I always think, no, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't get to wear my glasses. And I I kind of, it's part of a look, isn't it? If you like what we like. The new IPCREST file. I have,
1: yes. Yeah, so you, if you think about that, it's it's like an anti-James Bond. James Bond's mm. really slick; he's wearing the Savile Row suits. Whereas Michael Caine, and then the new one, he's very much, uh, you know, the geeky sort of, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: again, nerdy kind of character. And uh, no one really thinks he's cool. Whereas like James no. Bond, he walks into a room and everyone stops. Hit this guy is just like, yeah, everyone wants him gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who sort of goes under the radar, but no, it's fascinating the
1: way they, they portrayed him. I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep bringing out pictures here because I cause I think
2: that it's obviously quite a visual thing, even though we're on a podcast. I was going to say
1: it's a radio uh, show. Andy, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> we can describe what what you're showing us. Yeah. So, but he's he's wearing
2: um, you know, uh, what do you call those Playboy, them. playboys yeah, yeah, and he's got Playboy's on the feet. He's got like classic beige sort of trousers on. He's wearing like a beachy top, like you do Simon. I think even the collar's just about the same. It's a long sleeve. People, that's a good look. Yeah. You know, any, any any man can wear that. That's a good look. It's it's not screaming. It's just on. You could as I keep saying on the when we do ours, you can go to the pub like that. and You can go out if you put a jacket over the top. You can go to yeah. a business meeting and you're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I think would... I've
1: ripped off I think I've ripped off nearly every outfit in that really? book. You just <laughs> open the book up and you think, oh, that looks really cool. I think I'll wear that today, you know. And again, the Ivy, the Ivy look in in there, you know, fantastic ideas for uh, outfits.
0: When right. I was writing down notes earlier for the show, I thought of something and I thought I've got a ma- give that a notable mention just in case like simon hasn't heard of it because i feel like you'd love it there's um obviously like i don't have john simons near me because i'm I'm up in manchester and i only get to go there once in a blue moon i found a place in leeds called all blues code you might have heard of it yes is it in the
1: arcade
0: that's right i went there once um not really planning to spend and i came out with a harley of scotland kind of proper jfa (laughs) jumper and i'm wow but that—that's the closest I've got to kind of uh, John Simons. But yeah, I love it. You go around; and it's got Take Ivy just open on the table. Yeah, and it's kind of does the same things that John does, where it's the shop is a kind of it's a history lesson as well when you kind of walk around and you. you yeah, there's on. a couple of there's a couple of shops in that arcade,
1: wasn't it? The old Corn Exchange or something.
0: But yeah, there's, opposite. There's, there's another one. Um, uh, The archives, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah,
1: that's it. But yeah, they're really, really, really cool. But again, they're they're selling the Ivy look, but they're also selling the workwear look as well, which is what the guys, you know, would be wearing uh, the dockers, the workers. There's a lot of
0: kind of crossover, isn't there, I think?
1: Yeah, yeah. That kind of look. I think, you know, the uh, Baker Boy hats uh you know like yarmouth oil skins the, this is the kind of clothes that they would have worn on the docks when
0: they were you know the fishermen would have worn but he's very much cool one of our favorite people martin freeman is a customer at All blues co and it's where he got his dartmouth jumper
1: i uh, did see that in
0: there but they didn't have my size and that oh, not that i want to be martin freeman who wouldn't but <laughs> very right, it's cool. yeah yeah he's a cool guy yes but yeah
1: i mean it's funny how the mods if you look at the mod style now, I mean, you think about 1963, next year it's 60 years. So the mod the mod style is evolving. Uh, you know, it's not just Ben Chairman, Fred Perry, I it's, Le- it's Levi's. I think it's they're, they're, they're picking up on, whenever I go to a mod dude, they're starting to wear Ivy League, they're starting to wear workwear, they're yeah. starting yeah. To, to, you know, just, we call it a broad church,
0: <laughs> the mod,
1: but... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it the style is, is is gradually changing. It's not just tonic three button suits anymore.
0: No, and I'd say like kind of things that maybe weren't considered mod one day are kind of definitely creeping in just because of the Ivy look, like a pair of supergas that you kind of wouldn't see mods wearing perhaps in the nineties, but now I think they're very much a mod wardrobe. But isn't that
2: again like a
0: localized thing? And also um it's just a
2: it's just a thing of look, not not the cliche. But the reality is, is you you have to explain. If you a lovely three-button suit with the buttons covered, all that sort of stuff, it's beautiful. It is a lovely looking thing. But you can literally just kind of pull that off the peg, now, can't you? Do you yeah. know when I mean? you can go to Adams of London and, and various other places, and they've got really nice examples of it. But the reality is, is that like you say, you don't really be wearing the same blue suit now. If in here in Peterborough, if I put that suit on, I can pretty guarantee I'm not going to see a single person wear well, another suit exactly the same for a long yeah. time. I can almost go years.
0: Well, that's why I think the Ivy League looks good because you can wear a sport jacket with a different pair of trousers and when's that going to happen that someone's wearing the same jacket and trousers if they're both different? It's just it's more customizable, isn't it? And it's kind of, yes, it's more like, you know, someone's put a lot of effort into thinking about each little individual item kind of like a pair of Baswegians with a Madras jacket and a pair of stay-pressed. You know that that's kind of each part of that outfit has been thought about, not kind of just I oh, wear the whole suit kind of aesthetic, I suppose.
1: I mean, we've all got Ivy League on now. I mean, looking at us here, so you've got a sweatshirt on with a big Y, yeah, so that's quite yeah. that's quite a casual look. I've got a, a stripy jumper on, and he's got a very nice uh, button-down check shirt on. But I but wish I knew where that it, was from because it, <laughs> I wonder <laughs> where that is from. What's he got underneath? Oh, and he's got a t-shirt on underneath. But again. <laughs> All all of these looks are very Ivy League, aren't they? Yes, but very mod, very mod. I mean, would you say the sweatshirt with a Y on? Is that starting to creep into the
0: mod scene? I think probably definitely. It is. Like, and I think now more more and more pictures are surfacing, aren't they, from the kind of the old clubs, and you see, kind of mods yeah. wearing these. In fact, I think it might be in Smiler's book. There's a bit of, uh, like an interview with a mod saying that his sister went to America to work or something. He asked, "Can you bring me something back from America?" And she brought him back a college campus sweater and any war it to wherever it was like the flamingo or whatever, and everyone kind of wanted them. But
2: but is, but is that the thing though, Tom I'm agreeing that You know, like if you open the mods book, you know over there is got the, 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 the outfit which I adore, which is the straight mm. jacket, the thing underneath, the desert boots, the white jeans. Yeah. you know that that could be worn in America, it could be worn in Spain as well. But that there, that that suit, as lovely as it is, that's very English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you want to tell me? Whereas that's very American to me. Do you, hmm. you, you, you see her And I'll yeah. argue that that, that that style literally has not dated. Whereas that suit does date. Do you understand what
0: I'm yes, saying? Yes, people aren't wearing ties as much, are they? And a tie then back in England was an everyday thing, whereas kind of. Americans were forward-thinking, weren't they? And they were but, but it's a lot more ahead of insane. us. If, if the Beatles had to wear suits to become
2: accepted by the establishment, but yeah. as he said before, by the end of the sixties, they didn't want to be accepted by the establishment, so they wore something else. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. and America had already
0: kind of yeah, they that yeah, they I guess their 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 kids over there had a, like a lot more money, didn't they? Stereotypically, and they kind of that re- revolution was years ahead of. Kind of what ours was over here, where well, we you of, If you were to college, you wouldn't want to
2: dress like your dad, would you? No, no, There's no. No doubt you, you, you know, in, even in the Grease film, isn't it? Where's the one, the nerdy one, goes sitting, he's all like got his tie on and all of that, and they're in their leather jackets. I know it's not ivy, but, but you understand what I'm trying to say? They are trying hmm. not
0: to be establishment. And I guess a bigger country as well. If so a kid yes. from New York went to kind of Princeton's close, but I don't know, kind of, you're that far away, your mum and dad aren't going to find out. How you were dressing, whereas he exactly you kind of, you weren't going <laughs> far enough away. It's
1: you know, interesting right that um, I mean they didn't really have a, a school uniform when you I mean when I went to school we already, we all looked the same we had a school uniform. But mm. if you look at pictures of these universities, they all look different. You know, in, in every shot, everyone's yeah. wearing something different, but the same. It's all you know, a button-down shirt and a, and a varsity jacket or a a monkey jacket or a Harrington or chinos. Or de- you know, if you analyse the pictures, you know they, they all they're wearing different stuff, but they 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 look very similar. So they were allowed to sort of have their own style to a certain degree. They didn't have to wear a, a, a uniform. A, sorry. Do you think there's a certain amount of being away from their parents as well? So there's a certain yeah which goes with that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they can be themselves. I mean, they're young men. They're at university. Uh, I think they, they are told certain things they have to wear. But, um, yeah, they try to express
0: themselves.
1: It's funny, I mean, isn't it? Because
0: really... I, can you imagine, like, I think one of the biggest icons of, of kind of Ivy style is JFK. And you think, yeah, regardless what you think of his politics at the time, he kind of, everyone hate. well, a lot of traditional Americans kind of hated him, didn't they? Because to them, he was still a kid kind of stepping into yeah, the yeah, Oval yeah, yeah. Office. And he was part of that kind of revolution, wasn't he? But yeah, imagine that now, a Boris Johnson thinking, wow, <laughs> I might grow my hair out. But it's again,
2: <laughs> back to what you were saying, again, in the mods book, there's that, that one where they're walking down the road. Let me see what I can get. Do,
1: do you know? Oh, yeah, that you, that's or? the one with the Yale t-shirt, isn't it? That's it, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So again, some young Herbert down in Yarmouth seafront has got a Yale <laughs> uh, t-shirt on, <laughs> make, making out that he's been to university. So, yeah. That's exactly, but look, look at the feet as well. They've
2: all got glimpses on. You know, yeah. they're not, they're not, some of them are wearing shoes, but look, they're trying to look American, but they're not, I can explain, they're, they're looking like American college kids. Do you understand mm. They don't want to look like rockers, they just no. want to look like American college kids. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And, and it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I think it. now there's a lot more emphasis on what is modern, what isn't. And obviously, then when it was yeah. still kind of not really a thing, people were wearing plimsolls, where it says, if I wore plimsolls now, posted the picture on instagram you know full well there'd be someone eventually would tell me that's not mud are you tom the, the <laughs> tennis player now and I'd be like, well, i think i think
1: what <laughs> what's happened is i mean when when me and andy were into the mod thing you, the 60s was only 15 years ago
0: yeah, yeah you know
1: whereas yeah. now it's 60 years ago and we've had so much time to analyze it and talk about it i mean we talk about it all the time we've had <laughs> six 60 years of of talking about modern, what is modern, what isn't modern. You know, yep. it's gradually evolved. You know, it's a long time. Uh, so things, things have changed. You know, they, they have to change. I mean, mods in the 60s were, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old young men, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Where now you've got men who are 50, 60, 70 years old who are still mods. So you know, it has to evolve. It can't yeah. just uh, it just can't be what it what it was.
2: Yeah, I, I think the other thing is, I think when you think about suits and stuff as well, Simon. So, mean, I think, I think there's there's only. How can I can explain this. It costs a small fortune as well. You know, like, it, yeah, I, I get that. And most people, you know, perhaps in the sixties, you you had to be a bit more inventive. You know um you know even if you you know even during the blitz era if you took you listen to boy George and you know and all Spandau ballet they said you couldn't dress differently every week you had to be inventive you had to do something that mm. you, you could do it on a shoestring mm. see on going? so if you want to be the flashiest kid and on the block you've got to you've got to do something but it's it depends where you're doing it I mean in terms of England that's how I would argue it. I don't know about the American book, but I'm sure Tom's got some... So you are going to talk about jazz covers. So I, think there's some, I think there's some much more interesting stuff in there. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, like you, I, I, it's on... I watched recently, actually, a really good documentary. I can't remember what it's called, on Netflix about Lee Morgan, who did, like, the Sidewinder, big mod jazz hit. Oh, yeah. um, There's people talking on that and saying that, like, they called it Ivy style then, which is pretty interesting because over here people adopting mod style weren't calling it mod style it's like it was more of a a, kind of like a conscious effort thing over there I think people it's funny isn't it kind of like musicians that were older than the students wanting to look like people younger than them and it's often kind of I think it's more of a British thing to kind of want a look your age I'd say rather than in America where youth is kind of more of an accepted thing isn't it having a good time hanging with your friends and that and people want to keep or they did kind of want to stay in that era a lot more, I'd say.
2: Yeah. I, I suppose, I suppose it's about to, where, where you feel comfortable and right as well. I don't know how I'm going to mention the Pixies, but the Pixies, which are an old rock band, you know, they very much, she, she said, no, I wanted to dress like an ordinary lady. I didn't want to dress for my hair out here.
0: Yeah. But playing yeah.
2: a guitar like that, you know, you're, you're conscientious, you're making a statement. She was blatantly making a statement. does it? do you see where I'm going? And I yeah. think the jazzers did the same thing. You you showed that one with a guy in the middle of the road. It's the Oh, oh it's Herbie cool. Hancock, that was, yeah. yeah. And, Inventions you know, and dimensions, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Well, and again, very tailored, good look, you know, but it was it aspirational. You know, it's he was saying, look, I've got some money, you want to be like me, like mm. the, the rappers do now.
0: But look, yeah, I yeah, stuff, you know, and I, I, I think that's really but I think they call it drip now, Andy. He's got the drip. That's <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. What was it? The drip. <laughs> Remember that for the next trade show, Simon. You'll sell everything I will, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, um, be hilarious. He's gonna look a right idiot if he starts <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I'll, I'll get away with it. Now, I mean, like, um, Chet Baker, I mean, you look at his covers. Mm. You know, he was a look, good-looking guy, and he's got the very much the Ivy League look. And, and Miles Davis, you know, everyone goes mad about the green shirt, green button-down shirt that he wore. He wears a lot of seersucker jackets, and you know, it, it's influenced. You know, these these album covers were so important. Mm. Uh, you know, these these mods were getting the influences from from there, and the graphic designers who, you know, were pro- producing these these images yeah. were
0: you know incredible what other record label is there really kind of like tamla motown's huge but like kind of blue note is the whole aesthetic isn't it it's it's clothes Mm. it's it's artwork it's music and it it, it's kind of it's a lifestyle isn't it more than kind of just actually listening to what's on the record
1: i think over here i mean if you look at cliff richard Record, you, it would have been a cheesy picture of Cliff yeah. with his guitar. You know, I was really worried you were yeah. going to say
0: Cliff Richards was a the lifestyle. Then was thinking, <laughs> no. But you would,
1: have, you know, Tom Jones and and the Shadows, all these guys. It would have been a picture of them, a cheesy picture of them in their stage yeah. rows with their guitars. Where if you look at the Blue Note, it was very creative, very arty. Uh, you know, it's totally, totally different. Yeah, yeah. I must admit I've got. I've got a really
2: good album of the um, the Shadows and they're dressed very tall cool in very Cecil G sort of like American clothes. But again, like you say, Simon, they are just standing there with the guitars. You know, you know, it's kind of, there's no, no real thought going into a call. Is there? You know,
0: it's... No, I mean, we were still very much in that big band kind of performer area, weren't we? Where it was... Kind of your stand, get your picture done, and that's it. It wasn't kind of more focused well, they had on stage, the actual stage clothes, didn't they? They said,
1: This is mm. what you're
0: going to wear on stage. You're all going to look the same.
1: They're your stage clothes. And then when you come off, you get changed into your, your normal mm. clothes. But you didn't probably see many pictures of them in their no, normal clothes. Yeah. You know, it would have been them wearing their stage clothes, like the Beatles. You know, you have but to wear was, these suits.
2: But Simon, is that true then about us, us mod revivalists? I mean, we only really we had, we had the pictures of, you know, the jam or the chords on their LP cover, We didn't really see them sort of going from, you know, gig to gig or in the street. There's pictures of Weller now, you know, where he's wearing, you know, DM shoes and turned up jeans and stuff like that. But you, we didn't see them, did you? I don't remember seeing seen any of that. No, I mean, there, you? You were,
1: if you were lucky on Top of the Pops on a Thursday night, you might see the chords or you might see Secret Affair or most of the time it's Bucks Fizz or, or Brother of yeah. a Man or something dreadful. But yeah, I mean, you, and they would never tell you who was going to be on. So we couldn't say, oh, by the way, The Jam are going to be on tonight or Secret Fair. You know, you just have to watch the whole programme, get through Boney M. Uh, and then might, <laughs> you know, and then you'd be in the pub later going, oh, God, did you see Secret Fair on there? They're brilliant. And then there'll be like Saturday swap shop. You might you might watch that, and and one of your bands might be on Saturday Swap Shop or something. But yeah, and then smash hits. They didn't tend to cover the mod thing. There wasn't really a mainstream sort of music magazine that covered the mod. I, but I can't. That's, remember. But,
2: but that's but that's the point I'm trying to make, Simon. It's why this is why perhaps as I look, it's adapted now because if you're trying to get back to the, the source, as everybody refers to it, you know why was it the Beatles being so big before Christmas. It was big because arguably the Beatles are still seen as the source of everything. Does that it, does it, does it make sense? Even though we know it's sort of Elvis derivative and all that sort of stuff. And I think mm. that's perhaps neatly brings us back to the mod thing and the ivy, is that we feel it's kind of the first time after the war where people started dressing good. You know, before the war, it wasn't, I can't think of an outfit that really works or looks good now. You know, it was it's with the boom of consumerism that people started thinking. Well, look, I want to, I want to feel a certain way, and I want to look a certain way, and
0: project to a certain way. I recently got a um, one of the Ivy shirts from John Simons, and it just goes to show something so subtle can be so kind of effective. And less is definitely more, isn't it? Kind of, I yeah. think I, I just got a navy one, and the kind of the fit of it is just not like another shirt won't be able you won't be able to go and get that in, in top man like it's the same ethic you have when you make your shirts and they oh, of...
1: i i know all about that because I've,
0: I've tried to sell to john and paul and yeah. their atten- their attention to
1: detail is second to none you know <laughs> w- what you think might be okay no nah, nah. yeah
0: what have <laughs> so, you sold to them in the past have you <laughs> very <little. laughs> very <little. laughs> uh, The scarves. you sold the well, scarves, haven't you? The Ivy scarves.
1: Yeah, I sold the Ivy scarves. I sold the old Barracuda uh, when we had the original fit because he only mm. wanted the big baggy original fit, which is the one that Steve McQueen wore because we had the original fit and the slim fit. Now, the slim fit was for the Japanese and Italian market because they wanted it slimmed down.
0: But is the that original, like, as we know today, is it, Barracuda kind of? Yeah. No, 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 that's oh, even right.
1: slimmer. So that's oh, wow. the barracuda that's being sold at the moment is very, very slim. We had a slim fit and an original fit. So uh, the the original, the one, you, the one you want is the big baggy one. If you look at pictures of Steve McQueen or Elvis wearing a barracuda, it, it's very much the bigger, mm. bigger one. Uh, but we, we had to slim it down for the Italian market and the, the Japanese market. But um, what have I tried to sell him? <laughs> right, <so laughs> really but yeah, it has to be, I mean, I, I sold him some corduroy trousers once. I remember um, I had these cords. He says, what's the fit like then? I said, oh yeah, they're really good. So I put them on, went in the changing room. I thought this is either going to kill it or, uh, <laughs> but they were a high rise, quite wide leg. And he said, oh yeah, they're perfect. You know, yeah, and, cool. Uh, yeah, it's very jazz
0: look, that, isn't it? Kind of like wide Yeah, wide yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. and he's getting changed now I'm not quite sure what he's doing are you putting on a barracuda <laughs> yeah well
0: I'm, I'm put I've got this
2: green barracuda and it's I've always can you see it's yes, in the it it baggy. Yeah. that's the one that's so baggy you know yeah. if you, you compare it to, I've got some other barracudas in there and they're like round there
1: this is mm. like right when you wear this on the scooter it's like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well the idea was it was a golf jacket so you imagine if you're mm. playing golf you want a bit of room Yeah, you you want and and really, yeah. so you, if it's really slim fitting you can't swing your, your club so the, you know the yeah, idea they, was it, it's a golf
0: golf jacket well, it's, it's like what they call the shirts the, the, the breezy fit isn't it a kind of like it's the same kind of principle isn't it Ivy League's going to be very kind of relaxed and it's going yeah. to be clothes you can wear all day and whatever hour of the day kind of look smart and fit for purpose yeah. at the same time and, and again
1: the shirts they've got the locker loop because when they they took their shirts up to get changed to do sport they rather than throw out on the floor they they hung it up with a, it little, up, yeah. a simple locker loop so when you put it back on it um it still looked good and he's still looking at his sleeve still uh, i sleeve.
2: think it's an important part to get over to our listeners so simon if you were if you were saying that you were trying to get an original Barracuda, you see the depth of mine, which is there on that, that there, which is a good five, yeah, other one, seven inches. Is that yeah, what you yeah. say? That's how the yeah. original one I think uh, that the one, looking at the one you've got there, when did you buy that? You bought that a while ago, didn't you? Oh, I second it is secondhand, Simon, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a later look.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that would have been the original fit. So we did original fit. And then the the slim fit, the G9, but uh, yeah, the big, the big baggy one. That's the only one that John Simon would buy when, when I was doing it. He didn't want the slim fit.
0: Let's summarise. If we, I'm going to give you both a question now. You're both going to 60s Princeton College tomorrow and you need to look your best in your best Ivy League outfit. What are you wearing and why, Simon? Okay. I would be wearing obviously a Barracuda Harrington. What colour I Barracuda would, would you wear? Uh,
1: navy. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's just because it's my favourite. I would probably be wearing some Brooks Brothers chinos, Baswegian loafers, probably white socks, and probably a
0: sweatshirt with a white t-shirt underneath. So very nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would that would be me. What about you, Andy? I don't know. I was just in that. I
2: mean, it's I, that look that's in that photo book. You know, that that sort of sweat, that jacket and the the white jeans and stuff. I know it's not kind of bad, but it's that. It's it's that. I do like that Beach Boys jacket that we've just done. You know, it's just a plain. You've done us kindly done us a video of. I just love that. It's just plain blue. Like you say, it looks just looks fabulous with mm. lots of different outfits. Um, again, I do tend to treat agree with Simon. It's like a stone coloured trouser. Um because it's it's casual, but how can I explain? It looks like something you could wear on the beach, but you could go drive a car in to you understand? Yeah, Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, uh um, I tend to agree there. I probably have what a, a Richie Cunningham uh button-down on, um, because he has some beautiful button-downs, you know, a button-down, a nice jacket. Um a, a what jam- about your shoes, Andy? Hey? Eh? Well, this shoes? is what I was just pondering. I so say I you see, I love and I do love the the, the wingtip brogues and that's why we started modules it was me wanting to buy a really really good pair of wingtip brogues that started all of this off you know and mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting that you know this this comes back you know like I started this rambling about an hour ago with talking about you know Mr Suggs there and there he is in a pair. and now I'm thinking well what would have what went but that no, I don't know. I'd want some sort of So I want a summer shoe like we do. The some, you know, the summer shoes
0: we do. I'd want one of those. Yeah. Sorry. And you, Tom? I think I would definitely like a a Shetland jumper. I think it's like my new love at the minute. Kind of, I got one of the John Simon's Paul Weller ones, the the Fair Isle, but I'll go for a plain one, a nice Harley of Scotland kind of grey one. Maybe like a either a denim shirt or a blue shirt underneath there. Nice pair of maybe like a Navy chinos, uh, Baswegians, and maybe the same as Simon, but a a barracuda, but I'll go for a beige one, if that is okay. That's (laughs) that's That's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll let you do that. Yeah, I think we'd all look very smart. Very smart on our first day of college. Thank you for tuning in to Dedicated Followers of Fashion, starring Andrew Lindsay, Simon Parr, and me, Tom Hoy. Remember you can find us on Instagram at dedicated followers of fashion, and you can email us to request anything you'd like for us to talk about at dedicatedfollowerspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.